Thanks for listening to this message from 110. For more information about 110, you can go to 110wv.com or follow us at 110wv. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, my name is Devin, and I am just so excited for tonight. I believe God is going to show up in a big, big way, and I want to encourage you. Don't just sit here and just listen. I encourage you to take notes because we believe that note-takers are... That's right. We believe that God wants to speak to us tonight. Now, we're not just going to sit back and, and relax. We're going to lean in and hear from Jesus tonight so we can leave change and leave difference tonight. So if you're taking notes, um, you can turn to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. So if you have a Bible, it's the very first book in your Bible. Um, if you don't have a Bible and you're reading off an app, I'm going to be reading out the New Living Translation, which is the NLT version. On your app, it's the very first one there. And then if you don't have a Bible, don't worry. You don't have to cheat off of your neighbor tonight, but we're going to be in Genesis chapter 22, and it's just something, tonight I want to share something with you guys that God has been speaking to me, he's been speaking to me about this subject, and I just want to share with you, I feel like that's what God asked me to share tonight, so we're going to, we're going to do that, so Genesis chapter 22, and verse 1 through 5, ready, and on the screen now, right now, there we go, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith, everyone say faith, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. And he says, Abraham. And Abraham's reply is, yes, here I am. So God says, take your son, your only son, yeah, Isaac, the one you love so much. Go to the land of Morah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on the mountain, which I will show you later. The next morning, Abraham, he got up early. He saddled his donkey. He takes some of his servants with him. Uh, and he says to his son, hey, um, this is, this is going to be... It's pretty crazy, right? And he like goes and he gets every one of his servants and his son, donkey and wood and everything they need for a sacrifice, right? And um, he puts all of this place um, on the back of the donkey that God told him to. His next verse says this. On the third day of their journey, Abraham, he looked up and he saw the place in the distance that they were heading to. Next verse. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham says to his servants. The boy and I will travel just a little bit further. There's just a tiny bit more. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. If you're taking notes, you can write this at the top of your page. Lego faith. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next few moments from this subject titled Lego faith. Can we pray? God, I thank you just so much for who you are. Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak to us tonight. God, I pray that as we open your word, you just speak to every single one of us individually. God, I pray that we leave changed and that we leave different. I pray that I, I decrease and you can increase. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Have you guys ever seen the show Lego Masters? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, yeah. It's a great, great show. If you've never watched it, you need to watch it. Okay. And so there's a show called Lego Masters. And uh, what they do basically is you have these partners, these two partners, and you come in as your team and you compete against other teams of two, right? And so there's like, you know, a whole bunch of teams. They're competing against each other. And they, uh, what happens is the, the host will say, all right, today you're going to be building this thing and you have this much time to do it. So an example was they might say, hey, I want you to build a giant skyscraper. You have 10 hours to do it and go. And they start and they judge and whoever is not the best, they get you know, voted off that night. And so um, they have to do some crazy stuff though. It's not like what you think when you think of Legos. They have to build, like sometimes it's like, hey, I want you to build this so we can drop it from like three stories up in the air and see how it looks in slow motion when it explodes. 
pretty cool. We're going to build this, and we're going to have an earthquake test, and it's going to shake, and whichever one can stand the, the, the hardest earthquake wins. It's really, really cool stuff. Actually, they have a couple of pictures. Can you guys put that first picture up for me? So this is just an example of what they built. Um, I know it's kind of like there's tons of little details you may or may not be able to see, but it's like an evil pizza shop, right? There's like a crazy evil duck in there somewhere. There's, there's helicopters. There's people like, this is insane what they build. Can you show the next one? So this one, this one's one of my favorites. They had this, they had this thing about storybook land, make up your own story. And they come up with this evil carrot that's coming to eat a unicorn. I don't know, but it was incredible. Uh, next one. I think there's one more, right? Nope. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, it was awesome. This is a great, great show. And I want to encourage you, like, make sure you watch it if you haven't. But what's crazy about this show is that first of all, I've learned a lot about Legos because I thought like you just read the instruction book and there was no creativity in it at all. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, and so you do like a lot of stuff with it. But what is insane is I've learned this crazy, crazy thing is that the foundation that you build on is really important. Because like when you build something out of Legos, like if you don't like have a really solid foundation, they weigh a lot. And all of a sudden, all of that weight can just crumble. And you can see these people who are incredible builders and they'll build a lot of stuff. But then like eventually it's gonna collapse because they're just, the, the foundation isn't strong enough to hold it. And what I have discovered is that's true about me too. Is that when I build something in my life, if I don't have a solid foundation, I'm going to crumble under the weight. I'm going to crumble under what God is asking me to do because I didn't build on something strong. You know, and I, I really do believe this with all of my heart is that what we build on is way more important than what we, than what we build with. The thing that we build on way more important than what we build with. Because if we don't build on something sturdy and we don't build on a firm foundation, it doesn't matter how tall it is. It doesn't matter how cool it is. Because when life happens and things shake, if the foundation is not firm, it will fall apart. Now here's what this means for you and for me is that we have to have the right things to build on. Maybe you're thinking, hey, Pastor Devin, I don't have Legos and I don't build anything. That is where you're wrong. You see, God says he is building his church. And you know what his church is? You. His church is me. God is building us. He is taking us and he is taking us to new levels. And he is saying, hey, I want to do something specifically in Seth that only I can do in Seth. And I'm going to build it from the ground up from Seth. But if he isn't building on the right foundation, it's not going to work. And so what God has been speaking to me personally is about the foundation of faith, is that we need to build on the foundation of faith, that I can do a lot of things. I can like get up here and speak. Uh, we can have awesome worship. But if we don't have a foundation of faith, we're not really going to go very far. If we don't have a foundation of faith, man, we're going to get so far down the road and it's really not going to work for us. Now, before we start talking about faith, I want to get us all on the same page, because if I ask you right now, what is faith? I promise you, we would get different answers from every single one of you. Because it's really difficult to kind of explain. What is faith? I don't know. But it's really important, right? So I want you to check this out. This is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It says this. Now faith, right? So just, we're getting ready to get the, the whole definition. What is faith? Now faith brings our hopes into reality. It becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Here's what it is. Faith is a confident, confident hope that God will do what he said he will do. That's faith. 
Faith is a confident hope that you have, that I have, that God is going to do what he said he would do. That faith is what's inside of you that says, I don't see the miracle happen yet, but I'm believing the miracle is still going to happen. It's a confident hope on the inside. It's something that says, I don't know why I felt like God is going to set me free from anxiety, anxiety tonight, but something on the inside tells me it is. That's faith. It is a confident hope that God is going to do what he said he would do. So why is faith important? Because if we're going to build on a foundation of faith, and that's faith, right? Why is it important? Check this out. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says this. Without faith, without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards those, rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Here's why faith is important. It is impossible to please God without faith. So tonight, we're talking about faith, the foundation of faith. And faith is this confident hope on the inside that says, I can trust God to be faithful to what he said, that if God said it, I believe it. That's faith. It's this confident hope on the inside. It's this idea that we can't be who God has called us to be. It is impossible for us to please God without faith because no matter how much, let's say Molly, let's say God called you to be a doctor. I don't know. Like, let's just pretend. Like, and you're like, okay, I want to be a doctor. Can I tell you, you can study. You can work really hard. You can even become a doctor, but you cannot become all that you're created to be without faith because it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to really achieve what we're called to do and who we're called to be without faith. Faith is the foundation builder. And so tonight, we're gonna to talk about three things, and we're not gonna be very long tonight. We're gonna to talk about three things that complete this sentence, a life of faith blank, right? So we're gonna make three points that kind of complete that sentence there. A life of faith blank right? And now, before we kind of make our points, I think it's important for us to go backwards and get some context about this guy named Abraham that we just read about. See, Abraham, he is the father of our faith. He is someone who lived a life of faith. He built his life on faith. It was, his story is so, so cool. You know, he did so many amazing things that we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. And um, at one point in his life, God was speaking to Abraham, and he said, hey, Abraham, I have a promise for you. The promise is this. You're going to have as many descendants as the stars in the sky. So he says, hey, you're going to have as many kids. Your family's going to be so big that it's going to be outnumber the stars in the sky. The only problem was Abraham had no kids, and he was really old. The Bible says he was as good as dead. I don't know about you, but that is not how I want my life to be described. I'm as good as dead, right? His wife was really, really old, right? And finally, after a crazy long, insane story, because Abraham was far from perfect, he took the, 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 the promise into his own hands and tried to make it happen for himself, and he messed up some things, and God still blessed him, and God still moved him, because no mistake is too big for God to use Right? No matter where you're at tonight, no matter where you find yourself at, you don't have to be perfect for Jesus to use you. He loves you and cares about you and wants to move forward with you. Right? Abraham finally gets the son that was promised to him. 
He's roughly 100-some years old. His wife is roughly 90 years old, and they have a son. That's crazy. That's impossible. But you know what I love? Impossibility is the breeding ground for faith. I love that. Because what we see as impossible, God sees as perfect. Perfect place for faith. Big storm, let's walk on water. That's impossible. Let's just try it. Someone's been dead for three days, they're going to raise to life. God loves the impossible. And I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know if, if, if in your mind it seems impossible. That it seems impossible because, man, anxiety has had a grip on you forever. Addiction has had a grip on you forever. It feels like you can never find freedom that you feel depressed and you feel like you can't move forward, you can't hear God, that you've messed up too much, it seems impossible. And can I tell you, impossibility is a perfect place for God. He loves the impossible. He loves to do something incredible in an impossible situation. And that is what Abraham has discovered. He's discovered that there is this, this place of impossibility God loves. They have a son, right? And years go by. And all of a sudden, God wakes Abraham up. Abraham, I need you to do something for me. All right, God, what do you need me to do? Anything. I mean, you came through, you were faithful, you gave me a son. What do you need me to do? And God says, take your son and sacrifice him as an offering. Take him and go kill him. Right? Now, back then, it was very common to do sacrifices. It was a way to have your sins forgiven. It was a way to to really worship Jesus. Right? And because at that point, Jesus had not come to earth and died for our our sins. So this was a very common practice with animals, not with people. And now God is saying, hey, the promise that I gave you, the thing you were holding on to, the thing you were longing for, I want you to lay it down. I want you to lay it down. And what is crazy is if I was Abraham, I would say something like this. No. I'll pass. Like, like, God, I waited a hundred years for this promise. A hundred years. And now you're asking me to lay it down? God, I've waited so long for her to ask me out. And now you're asking me not to date someone? I'll pass. I'll do the next thing you're asking me to do. God, I've waited so long to see you move in this way. And now you're asking me to lay it down. But what Abraham did, can you put this up, put up verse three, please? It says this, the next morning, Abraham got up early. That's crazy to me. He didn't doubt. He didn't wait forever to do it. The next morning, Abraham gets up early to to obey God. And what this shows me is the first point is this, is that a life of faith is about stepping out. That if we want to live a life of faith, We want to live a life that pleases God. We want to build our life on the foundation of faith, right? It is about stepping out. Abraham is told this crazy, crazy thing, and he simply steps out and obeys. This is a track record for Abraham. This isn't just three things that have happened in Abraham's life. This is just three things, right? This one time, like I told you about the stars, what happened was Abraham was in a tent. God speaks to Abraham and says, Abraham, I want you to go outside and look at the stars. Now, to us, that sounds simple, right? But I want you to imagine, Abraham is being called into the principal's office. Hey, go outside 
and make eye contact with me. You know, God of the universe. Just look up at the universe. That's a pretty scary thing to think about. Like, we read it as, look at the stars. Abraham's thinking, like, I'm in trouble. God asked me to come, like, look at him. Abraham gets up and goes out of the tent to receive a promise. What about this? One time, Abraham is talking to God again, and God says this, Abraham, go to the place I'm going to show you. Okay, where do you want me to go, God? I'll show you later. What? Just, just go. I mean, just, like, just start walking. I'll, I'll tell you where you're going later. Just, but what if I'm going in the wrong direction? Just, just go. It doesn't matter. Just, just start walking. So Abraham takes everything he owns and starts walking on a thing that God said, I'll show you later. You know what's crazy? I can't even take Tasha on a date, right, without telling her where I'm going, right? You know, all the girls in this place know. Like, if I tell Tasha, hey, we're going to go on a date, you know what she's going to say to me? Where are we going? What do I need to wear? What do I need to bring? Right? And I'm like, no, we're just going to, I'm just going to be a date. Like, just get in the car and trust me. No, I just, I need to know, like, do I need to wear tennis shoes? Do I, like, what can I wear? Do I need to do my makeup? Like, I can't take my wife on a date, and Abraham is being told, move your entire family, and he has no details. All right, let's go. Because Abraham stepped out in faith. He lived a life of faith. Not only that, but now he's been asked to sacrifice his son, and he gets up early to do it. He sets an alarm. I'm getting up early. First thing in the morning, I'm obeying God. That's crazy. That's crazy faith. That's faith that says, God, I trust you with absolutely everything. If it makes sense or if it doesn't, I trust you. And what I want you to write down is this. I want you to write down that the steps God asks us to take, they often only make sense when we look backwards. That when God asks you to take a step of faith and to trust it often doesn't make sense until you can look backwards. It often doesn't make sense until you can look back and say, that's why you had me do that. That's, that's why you had me. Oh yeah, I, I'm here because you told me to go there. Oftentimes, forwards makes no sense. Abraham, go sacrifice your son. That doesn't make sense. Abraham, step out of the tent doesn't make sense. Abraham, I want you to just go where I'm going to show you later. It doesn't make sense, but his story added up to an incredible life of faith, and he can look backwards and say, that's, that's why it makes sense, because you were with me in every single step, because you called me, so I got to walk with you, because here's a key thing that you need to know. If you're going to build your life on faith, you need to know we are called to live and walk by faith, not by sight. We are called to walk and simply trust God for who he says he is, not because we understand it. We're called to move forward and say, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to become? I'm just going to do it and trust you even if it doesn't make sense. Even if I can't see the next step, I'm going to take it because you told me to. And this is what's happening. A life of faith is stepping out. It's stepping out. And I believe this with like all of my heart. So when I was preparing this message, I felt like God wanted me to tell you, this week, I'm going to give you an opportunity to step out. You. Not me. Not your neighbor. You. I'm going to give you 
an opportunity to step out. But it's up to you if you're going to do it. I believe God wants us to go to a new level at 110. I believe God's been speaking to me about so many things, and I believe he's been saying, hey, you need to go higher and deeper, but we can't go higher and deeper until our foundation is right. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about how we need to bring people because Jesus is too good to keep him to ourselves. Now, we got to get a right foundation because God wants to build. God's ready to build. He's ready to do something incredible. I don't know if you can see it, but we're growing. God is doing something incredible. It's not just like come in and just watch. There's amazing momentum and atmosphere. And Jesus is here every single week ready to do something new. But we can only be built so high if our foundation isn't right. And if God asks you to take a step this week, do it. Pastor Devin, what kind of step will he ask me to take? I don't know. Maybe he'll ask you to send that text to that person and apologize. Oh, that's a hard one. But it's just a step. Maybe he'll ask you to say something to your mom. You haven't talked in years. That's hard. Maybe he'll ask you to delete, to delete that number out of your phone because nothing good comes from that number. It's a step. And God's asking you, will you trust me enough to understand that I'm all you'll, need, you'll ever need? If you just take a step and trust me, I'll move. And I want you to get this, is that we cannot expect God to use us in big ways until we're faithful to step out in small ways. We can't do it. So many times I read about people like Abraham. And I'm, God, I want to do that. I want to have faith like him. God, I, I want to I go across the world for you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. But I'm not faithful to walk across the hallway and invite someone to church. And God says, until you, you let me use you in the small ways and step out and trust me in the small ways, it's impossible for me to use you in the big ways. Abraham has worked up to this moment, stepping out of a tent, right? Leaving where he's lived. And now... A little bit more is on the line. Now it's his son. And God's like, hey, you've trusted me in the small. Can you trust me in the big? And now they, they set out, right? And uh, it's crazy as, they, as they, they set out and they're on their way to have do the sacrifice. Isaac, which is Abraham's son, knows nothing about what's ready to happen. No one does. Only Abraham does. He has his servants and his son. And there's no animal with them. And so they're on their way there, and what's crazy is they, they go to perform this sacrifice. And it shows me something really, really important, is that a life of faith, yes, it's about stepping out, but secondly, it's about sacrifice. That's the second thing I want you to write down tonight, is that a life of faith, it's full of sacrifice. A life of faith, it's about stepping out, but it is full of sacrifice. You know, they um, get to this place, and it's insane because Abraham and Isaac are at the bottom of this mountain. And now there's about to be a crazy, crazy sacrifice. And, you know, in my life, I look at people like Abraham, but I also look at, like, people in my life today. I'm like, I want faith like them. I want faith to step out like they did. I want faith to trust God like they did. Like, I want, I want faith like that. And you know what is insane to me is that so many times 
I look at faith and I'm like, that's crazy faith. That's the faith God can honor. That, that's the faith right there. But what I fail to forget is that crazy faith often looks like a step, but it starts as a sacrifice. That crazy faith, it looks like they trusted God with this awesome step and they did, but it started with a sacrifice. It started with laying something down. It started with saying, God, I'm going to trust you enough to give you everything before I take a step. God, I, I trust you enough to, to, to lay down every part of my life. That faith that looks incredible, it often starts with something like this, a sacrifice. Now, I think we can hear the word sacrifice, and it's kind of scary. Because, like, let's be honest, like, Carter, if I'm like, hey, go sacrifice, you're like, like, do I have to, like, kill my dog or something? Like, I don't even know. Like, what, I don't even know what that means. Like, we don't use that word all the time, right? But, like, what I think is, is, is so cool about the word sacrifice, they're going to put this definition up there, is that sacrifice is simply laying something down for a greater purpose. That's it. Laying something down for a greater purpose. Here's a, here's a great example. Does anyone here play baseball or ever played softball or baseball or anything like that? Perfect. Okay. So you'll kind of understand this. If you don't, pretend like you do. And so, like, let's say there's a runner on third, right? And the coach gives you the sign for the sacrifice squeeze. You know what I'm talking about. The bunt where the runner's going to break home, and it's going to be this crazy play at the plate, but you can score on the sacrifice, right? And so you're, you're the batter, so you got to, like, hit the bat just perfectly to get the ball to land just perfectly so that runner can score because you're laying your out down so that something greater can happen, the run can score. That's a sacrifice. Laying down something for a greater purpose. It doesn't have to be, you know, in, in Abraham's case, a person, but it might be like, you know, time. I need to lay down some time so I can read the Bible. It's a sacrifice. I need to like not scroll on TikTok so long so I can like worship for like two minutes. It's a sacrifice, right? What we lay down is for a bigger purpose. And that is what Abraham is figuring out. And I think that when God asks you this week to step out, it will often include laying something down. Hey, I want you to step out and invite that friend to church next week. Well, what am I laying down? You're laying down that fear because that can be scary. I'm sacrificing my pride that they might say no, and I'm just going to do it. All right, I'm going to delete that, that app off my phone because I'm going to lay down the comfort that I find in it and find it in Jesus first. I'm going to sacrifice something so that I can step out in faith. And I want you to get this, because I think this is important, and we don't talk about this enough, I feel like, that no sacrifice to God is ever left unrewarded. That so many times we, we, we hear, we need to lay things down, we need to give it to Jesus, and yes, we do, but I really do believe that when you lay things down for God, he rewards it. It might not be what you think, and it might not come when you think it should come, but I really do believe that everything we lay down for Jesus, he rewards some way, somehow. I really do believe that. When we just simply say, I'm going to trust Jesus to move forward. Now listen, we don't do it for the reward. The reward is part of the process. We do it because we love Jesus and we do it because he asked me to. But when I lay it down, I can expect God to do something in my life. 
I can expect God to bless me. I can expect God to give me more influence. I can expect God to bring new friends into my life because I had to cut some ties to get into closer to Jesus, right? I can expect God to do something significant. And Abraham, the Bible says in Hebrews that he expected God to move, that if he had to kill his son, he expected that his act of faith would cause a resurrection. He expected a reward. He expected God to move. He's like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm simply expecting that she'll do it, right? And I think before we move on, I want to show you this because I, I saw this this week and I heard someone say something that just like, it hit me so hard because we talk about sacrifice and like, but where is the practicality in that? Like, where is that, like, where's that thing that we can apply? Like, how do we, how do we sacrifice daily? I want you to see this. This is Genesis chapter 22 and verse five. We read it at the beginning, but this is Abraham, right? They just got to the edge of the mountain. Now he's talking to his servants and he says, the boy and I will travel a little farther. We're going to worship there and we'll come right back. You know what's crazy? That right there is the very first time worship is mentioned in the Bible. The very first time. It has nothing to do with a band. It has nothing to do with lights or music or a church service. It has everything to do with sacrifice. Hey, we're going to go sacrifice. We're going to go lay something down. We're going to go worship. And can I tell you, this is how it gets practical. This, this is how you apply faith every single day. Because worship is about sacrifice. Worship is about laying something down. Worship is about saying, God, you're bigger than everything else in my life. And I'm laying it down here. And what I've learned is that you can see where your faith is by the way you worship. That you can measure the faith in your life, that I can measure the faith in my life, that I can see how my foundation is by simply seeing how I worship. Am I really, really distracted by everything in life? Like, am I putting other things ahead of Jesus? Or when I worship, does my focus change to Jesus? But life can be crazy, and there can be the distractions all around me. But like, where's my focus at in that moment? Because if I'm laying something down, I wanna find Jesus. I'm gonna measure my faith by the way I worship. You know, there was this one time Jesus was talking to this woman and he says this crazy statement. He says, you know, there's going to be a time in life when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Now, there was a whole bunch of things he was trying to say in that. But I believe some, one of the things he was trying to say is that there's going to be a time when people will worship me by laying everything else down by really, truly worshiping me, by not just like looking at a screen or, or listening to a song, but they're gonna worship me out of faith. They're gonna worship me not for what I have done, but what I'm going to do. What's inside of them and what they can say, it's on the way somewhere. They're gonna worship out of faith. Like, what if you're that person? What if I'm that person? What if the very person Jesus was talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth and out of faith and out of sacrifice is us? What if he's simply waiting for you, Darby, to say, I'm going to worship with faith. I'm going to build my life 
on faith. Here is Abraham and Isaac going up to the top of this mountain to worship, to sacrifice, to step out. They get to the top, and while on their way up there, Isaac has this crazy, crazy question. Can you put verse uh, 6 up there for me? This crazy question. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire. Next verse. As they're coming up, Isaac looks to Abraham. He looks to his dad, and he says, Dad, um... We have the fire, we have the wood, but where's the sheep? Dad, we have everything we need, but like, except, you know, the main thing. And Abraham's response says this, God will provide. Like, can you imagine? Like, I know like we read the Bible as a story, but this is a real person with a real son and he looks him dead in the eye and he says, Dad, Dad, where, where's the sacrifice? Abraham, knowing inside of him that you are the sacrifice. It's you. But he says, God will provide. And they get up to the top of the mountain. Now, I don't have time to read all of this, but if you have something, want to read something good this week, read Genesis chapter 22, right? It's just read the whole chapter. It's so good. They get to the top of the mountain, and Abraham ties Isaac up. Isaac is probably roughly, we don't know an exact age. At earliest, he's like a teenager. At latest, he's like 35, 40 years old. Like, we don't know the exact time, but we just we know this, that he could have easily overpowered his dad. And like, instead, Isaac lays down his life, right? He lets his dad tie him up and place him on this offering. And the, and the Bible like, says that there's going to be, uh, that, that Abraham lifts this, this knife and he goes to kill him, but God gives him a ram. And he says, no, no, there's this animal. Sacrifice him because you trust in me. It opened doors for blessing because when we sacrifice, God blesses. When we sacrifice, God provides. When we sacrifice, God moves, right? But what is crazy to me in that entire story is not that God provided because God always provides. He always makes a way. What's crazy to me is what Abraham said. God will provide. Because a life of faith, it's about stepping out. It's full of sacrifice. And here's the last point. A life of faith speaks faith. And if we're going to build our life on the foundation of faith, we're going to have moments where we step out. We're going to have moments where we lay down. We're going to have moments where we speak faith. You know, I think that a lot of times the process of faith, when you're believing for something, looks a lot like this. Step out, sacrifice, wait. Step out, sacrifice, wait. What's crazy is in the waiting so many things can happen. In the waiting, your faith can grow stronger or your faith can grow weaker. In the waiting, you can let your faith be built or you can let something tear it down. In the waiting, your thoughts can tell you, all right, Rachel, just give up on that. It's not working. You've been trusting God for this for a long time. I just, just quit believing for it. Or in the waiting, you can say, God's going to provide. I don't know how, 
I don't know when, but I know he will. Now, I'm not saying that's always easy, but I am saying this, that sometimes the only weapon we have in the waiting is our voice. That sometimes while we're waiting, all we have is what we have to say. That's it. And like what comes out of us is eventually what we'll walk into. That what we speak out today is what we'll walk out into tomorrow. And if we're in the waiting and we're having faith and we're trusting God and we think he'll provide, but out loud we're saying, I don't know if I, don't know if I heard God. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if God's going to come through. Guess what's going to happen? The waiting is going to be longer because all of a sudden now you don't have the faith that you need to walk into your next season. But in the waiting, if you're like Abraham and you can say, no, 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 God's going to provide. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know God's going to heal me. I know God's going to set me free. I know God's going to get that person in church. I don't know how it's going to look, but it's going to happen. God will provide. And if we can talk like that and speak out faith, there's a change that happens. There's a confidence that grows. That confidence that we talked about. The confident hope that God will do what you believe he will do. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the band to come up, but just don't get, don't get distracted, okay? We're almost done. I believe that while we wait, one of the greatest things we can do is speak out faith. That while we wait, one of the greatest things that you and that I can do in the waiting is speak out faith. That's one of the greatest things that we can do. One of the greatest things that you and I can do while we wait is simply say, God will provide. That if you're believing God to do something in your life, and maybe you're trying to hold on to this faith thing, and you're trying to build your life on this faith thing, but it doesn't seem like it's working, one of the greatest things you can do is speak out the promise God said to you. That if God said it, why don't you speak it back out? God's going to provide. God will provide. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know, I don't know when, but he'll provide. And can I tell you, this is why worship is such a weapon. Because when we worship, we're speaking out faith. That when we worship, we're not just like saying random words on a screen. When we worship, we're building our faith on the inside. We're saying, God, I believe you're coming through. All of my hope, all of my trust, everything that I have is in you. That's a prayer. That is a declaration of faith that's saying, God, I don't know how I'm getting through this, but what I do know is all I need to get through with is you. Just give me Jesus. That's faith. And Abraham is on his way up the mountain I believe worshiping as he goes, worshiping as he waits by saying, God's going to provide. God's going to provide. God's going to provide. God's going to provide. And what God's been speaking to me lately is that if I want to build my life on faith, I have to speak while I wait. I have to be confident and saying, I'm going to just speak while I wait. If I want to, I want to have a firm foundation of faith. I gotta step out. I've gotta sacrifice. I've gotta speak. You know, in that show, Lego Masters, the last episode, crazy. See, what they normally have is they have this table that they build on, this giant table. But what they did was they said, no more table. We're getting rid of the table. We need you to build 
the biggest thing that you possibly can. You are judged on the size of the thing that you build, but there is no table. We're gonna drop a magic brick from the ceiling. So everyone had this brick hanging on, on cable that's hanging here, right? There's no, nothing to build on except something that is floating, right? I, I think we have a couple of pictures. Can you show that? So this is like a giant beanstalk and like all of this crazy things that they told the story of Jack and the beanstalk. There's no table there. It is hanging from one single brick. This next one is my favorite. Can you show this one? Is there like a, yeah, the whale and the squid. That thing is massive. Like it was massive and it is hanging by one single brick. First of all, that's impressive, right? Um, nothing I could ever do in my life, but like, that's awesome. But what it showed me is that even when the foundation is shaky, if you build on the right thing, it can handle the weight. Is that even if life is just really weird right now, even if you feel like things aren't going the way you thought they were going to go, even if you feel like everything in your life is shaking, every relationship, it's shaking. Everything you trusted in, it's, it's moving away. Everything you put your confidence and your hope in, it's not really like there like it used to be. That person is not there. They walked away. That thing is not there anymore. The likes on Instagram are not there anymore. I just, I don't know. Everything feels weird. If your life is built on the right foundation, even in the shaking, you'll be secure. If you don't get anything else tonight, I want you to write this down. If your faith is in Jesus, your foundation is secure. We can build our life with faith. We can build our life by stepping out and sacrificing and all of these crazy things, right? We can speak out faith, but if our faith is not in something stronger, it's not gonna work. Our faith, our hope, our trust has to be in Jesus. Because the Bible says that when everything else is shaken, the thing that cannot be shaken will stand still. That thing is Jesus. That hope is Jesus. That trust is Jesus. And when we put our hope and our trust and our faith in Jesus, when everything else moves, when everything else changes, when everything else feels like it's going crazy, we have a hope and a trust and a faith that I'm not going anywhere because I have a firm foundation. That is the life Abraham lived. That is the foundation that he built on. This trust, this hope that says, God, everything in my life changes. I've moved places of where I've lived. I've taken steps here and there. I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've tried to sacrifice my son and you saved him because my foundation is in you. You know, what's crazy is Sarah and Maddie at some point in their life both stepped out and they like, they like took this giant leap of faith. Like they left here and they like went somewhere else to go to school and they, they, they walked away from everything that was secure. And I'm not asked them, but I'm sure if I asked them right now, they would tell you that it was hard. It was difficult because like everything you trusted in it is no longer there, but you realize that when everything is missing, the only thing you ever really needed was Jesus. The only thing you ever really needed was that foundation. 
when you get bad news and when things go wrong and when and life isn't happening the way you thought it was going to happen, when God takes you a different path than you thought you would ever go in, you realize all I ever need is Jesus. That if my hope and my trust and my foundation of faith is in Jesus, it's all that I need. And tonight, I believe that God doesn't want to just have this, share it with you, sing a song and leave. I believe he wants to build a foundation of faith. I believe he wants to speak to you and to say, Grace, I got this. I got it. I know it seems crazy and I know it seems like nothing's working out and I know it seems like life is just going insane right now and everyone is walking away and everything you thought you could hope for is gone. I know it feels crazy, but in the midst of crazy, you got me. In the midst of crazy, you have a firm foundation. In the midst of things you don't understand, I'm here. I believe Jesus wants to say that for every single person tonight. Leaders, like, I believe God wants to say it to you tonight. I don't, I don't think it's just a message for a student. I believe it's a message for every single one of us, myself included, that God, let my faith be in you. I don't want my trust or my hope in anything else. God, I want it to be in you.